22nd. It was June 22nd, the last time we had an episode, and today it's July 13th. So it's almost been a month. It's almost been a month since we keep, kept y'all hanging, but we're back. It's episode 37. Welcome back into the show. Uh, of course, it's Steve, and I'm joined by my two partners, as always, Justin and Chad. How are you two guys doing on this lovely Tuesday evening? Fantastic, Steve. Doing great. How are you? How are you, Steve? Hey, you know what? I'm I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Middle of July, dog days of summer. Okay, working hard, but hey, we're having ourselves a good time, right? Uh, hope everybody's well that's listening in. Thank you, of course, for tuning back in. It's been a while, like I said, uh, but we have a lot to get into today. A lot of things have been going on since the last time we saw each other. The NBA Finals are going on. Uh, MLB All-Star Games been going on. NFL training camps are coming up soon. All kinds of good things going on. So, uh, Chad, those NBA Finals, man, what a great series. Suns and Bucks. I watched game two and three. Didn't really catch much of game one. Uh, but games two and three, I watched a uh, great, great series so far. What are your takeaways so far, man? Uh, I don't know. Everything that you've watched, I think, through the fi- or through the playoffs, I should say, is what you expected in the finals. It's two teams that deserve to be there. Um, throughout the whole series, the Suns and the Bucks look like the best teams playing um in their respective conferences i think this is overall um probably a finals for me a finals that picture perfect you know it's it's two teams that are small market of course two teams that you don't ever expect to hit the finals um overall i mean it's just been a great great playoff series probably one of the best ones since our cavaliers won it in 2016 um but yeah this whole playoff series it's gonna be sad when it ends but you know i'm praying that this series goes to seven just so we can get an extra game to see absolutely justin i know like you like i've heard before not been watching nba playoffs very closely have you been keeping your eye on the finals uh i've been keeping my eye on the score and you know how everything's going and everybody's playing but i i saw an interesting kind of take the other day and i I wanted to get your thoughts on it real quick about even if the Bucks win the series and win the, the finals, Giannis would not be the best player in the world still. And that, that's my opinion. And that's um, what this person was saying. Cause I was thinking about it like, yeah, he won the finals or whatever, but there's very clear flaws in his game. Um, and he kind of tends to go towards his weaknesses sometimes in games um, like jump shooting and free throws and things like that. Um, so I think, that's that's something I want to get your thoughts on on real quick. If he if the Bucks win, is Giannis the best player in the world or not? Hmm. I'm gonna let Chad go first. That's a good question. I need to think about that. If he wins, um, it's tough because the three games I've watched Giannis, he's been absolutely amazing. Especially after a injury that looked like his career was done or not his career, his season was over. Uh, luckily, it was his hyperextended knee, but the guy's averaging around. 28 in the playoffs, and I don't know how much in the finals. Uh, he's single-handedly carrying this Bucks team. Best player in the world. I mean, I think it'd be up for debate. We talk about weaknesses, of course, his jump shooting, his free throws, his inability to, you know, space the floor to three, though, or three or four, though uh, I think it's a whole different ball game when you have a ring on your belt. Uh, I, don't, I personally don't believe Milwaukee will win it, 
Uh, though I think it's the same thing. I mean, I think Devin Booker's been absolutely amazing for the Phoenix Suns, along with Chris Paul. Uh, if either of them get a ring, uh, or when if they do get a ring, if the Suns uh, win it, you know, it's the same narrative. I mean, they're not the best player. Uh, I think Giannis is just a different beast, though. I mean, we have Kevin Durant, who showed me personally, I think, he was one of the best players in the in the whole playoff series. Trey Young, of course, was another one. Um, that is a tough question, though, because Giannis is a different player compared to, you know, guys who are up on the upper echelon like LeBron, like Kevin Durant, like Steph Curry. Uh, so, you know, it's a, that is a really good question, though. I, I don't really have a definite answer for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Uh you know, I've always said I think Kevin Durant this season has been the best player in the world. Um, but obviously, if Giannis would win a ring, you know, beating Brooklyn, actually beating them themselves, you know, Milwaukee did. That's that's a good, it's a good debate. Um, Giannis is obviously one of the best athletes in the world, but uh, say he's the best player. I don't know. It depends how you define player. I mean, Justin, how would you define being the best player? Uh, that's tough because I would I would say maybe a, a good definition would be like the least flawed player in the NBA. Um, obviously winning a, a title adds to that and you kind of get the revisionist history of, okay, you won that year. So that automatically makes you the best player on the best team. So that makes you the best player in the league. But that's, that's what I would say is the least flaws or most dominant even. I mean, look at Kevin Durant. I can't think of a single flaw in his game. He can defend. He's tall enough. He can guard the taller defenders. He's quick enough to handle the smaller ones. Best shooter or most lethal, excuse me, excuse me, most lethal scorer in the NBA. Uh, can handle the ball better than anybody. Seems like at his position. Um, I, I mean, his only no, I'll go, I'll go. sort of flaw is durability, maybe. I don't know. Durability and as much as we like to say, if we're comparing the two players, I mean, I still believe LeBron's the best player in the NBA, uh, no matter, you know, first run exit or not. I think he's the most, when we talk about well-rounded, I mean, I think he's the most well-rounded. And he has everything, you know, if we're talking about flaws and not, his three-point shooting may be inconsistent. But I think you also have to look at his impact on the team. And that's why I think this Giannis thing is so hard because no way Milwaukee makes it to the NBA Finals in the first place without Giannis. Uh, so, you know, a factor that needs to go into that is how, how important they are to that team. LeBron, of course, is important and is a key factor on any team that he goes to. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that sort of makes up along with his playmaking. You know, everyone can make a, a case that Kevin Durant might be better. Uh, you know, I'll stick with LeBron. I, I, I Until LeBron proves me wrong, and I don't even know if he did this year or not. I know he got – eliminating the first round until he does something that says, you know, that, that shows the decline in his career. I, I mean, I'm still sticking with LeBron right now. Got one for Kevin Durant, one for LeBron. I mean, Justin, do you think Giannis is the best player in the world? I mean, what's your thing? What's your opinion? Um, like, I, like I said, I think it's just the, the flaws in his game. Kind of like, you know, Ben Simmons is a great player, but there's, you know, the hurdles that are taken um, – they're keeping him from his true potential and things like that. So least flaws, it's definitely between KD and LeBron for me. Um, so I'll stick with LeBron, but it could easily, he could easily fall off next year given old age. I mean, it happens to everybody. Um, so it could be KD next year. I mean, 
he might have to resort to being to playing for the Toon Squad permanently. You know, I mean, he might not be cut out for the Lakers after this year. You never know. You know. By the way, are you guys going to go see Space Jam when it comes out? You know, I might. Yeah, I mean, have you ever? Have either of you seen the original Space Jam? I have not, unfortunately. Yeah, you're nodding your head down there. I see you. You you watch it. What'd you think of the original Space Jam? I mean, it was a good movie. In in ranks of my favorite all time basketball movies, it's not number one, but it was a pretty good movie. I think this. Space. I don't know. As as we evolve as a society, I feel like just everything starts to get worse than it was before. So I feel like with this, with LeBron coming in and playing, I'm not saying LeBron just because LeBron's in is going to be bad. It's just going to be way too like futuristic. I feel like like it's not like if you compare it to the old Space Jam. Of course, I know technology was different. It's just going to feel different watching this new one. Plus, Lil Uzi Vert is one of the songs in the soundtrack. Which automatically shows you, you know, how the society is going up or down, or however you want to say it. So. And speaking of futuristic and LeBron, he just landed in Fortnite. So if anybody who plays Fortnite, I mean, LeBron is in Fortnite. Maybe that's why he's a baby. Maybe that's another flaw that I could, you know, use against LeBron is that he's in Fortnite. Really? How is that a really flaw? Is. I think that's a. Kevin Durant has never, never been in Fortnite. Okay, let's though. just be honest. Fortnite stinks. Okay. It is pretty bad. It is pretty it, bad. It is pretty bad. Yeah, there, there's plenty of other games you should be playing other than Fortnite. But you know, sorry to Epic Games. I'm sorry. Like uh, NASCAR Heat Three. <laughs> NASCAR Heat Three, MLB The Show, Two uh, K. There's got to be eh. other games you can play. Yeah, sometimes. Two K is it's like I don't know. It's like even it's like that one. It's like a love hate relationship. You know, like. You can't ever get away from it. You can hate it a lot, but you can love it a lot at the same time. It's because it's the only it. basketball game we have left until. No, we got NBA Live. It, like I said, it's the only basketball game we have <laughs> left until EA Sports drops NCAA basketball. Then we'll oh, be all playing. I cannot it. wait for that day. I I, if, I will if, have a job. Do. I will have my own apartment, but I will still buy it. You can play it. But uh, that that's that's for another day. That's for another day. Speaking of that, real quick before I get to my poll question. Since we've last met each other, uh, the NCAA approved players to get earn money and compensation off their likeness. Can you believe that, Justin? We're, that's one step closer to the new NCAA, NCAA football game. It's about damn time, as LeBron oh. would say. That's right. Man, I cannot wait. One step closer, man. We're, we're, we're a few years away still, but it's another step closer in the right direction. It's so depressing. With all this like progress we're making – and then uh, the EA Sports account a few months ago was like, by the way, you got to wait like two more years. That was like five, that was like four when you guys put in the chat. And then it was only going to release for next-gen consoles, which would at that time probably be like the PS7 or whatever it would be. I don't even know what it would be by, by then. That cost, like, the that, that cost like $800 to buy the console. But imagine the graphics, Chad. Imagine the graphics. Yeah, but imagine paying upwards of $500 to play one game. Hey, if you're if you're committed to it, Chad, you will you, pay the money. You get the console and you get the game, and I'll be over, and, we'll, and I'll play it on yours. Oh, okay, that right. sounds that, good. Sounds good, Justin. You in too? We're just making Steve waste his money, and then we're gonna come in to his apartment that he says he's gonna live in by himself, and we're gonna go play it. Go. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Okay, that's what's gonna happen. All right. That's for another day, right? So let's get to our poll question. Let's get back to the NBA because I had a poll question ready to go. And it's kind of a little 
mini kind of game you guys can play for this poll question. It's ranking four point guards, in your opinion, from best to worst. Okay, I'm going to give you the four. You rank them from best to worst as they are right now. Okay, as they are right now. So I got Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, and Trey Young. Rank those from best to worst. Jeez. I'll repeat the list again. You got Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, and Trey Young from best to worst. And people who are listening, play along. Rank those, in your opinion, from best to worst. Send us a message. Who do you think is best to worst? So at their current state. At their current state. For like one game? You're playing 2K right now, 2K21. No, 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 we're not doing two, We're not going to do a 2K thing because guys are – we're talking – all right, so give us a little more – you know, as a, as a very good question because you got really good players to choose from, and it's tough for me to put them in my head right now. But it's a little give, – give us some more – give us another guideline we have to follow because okay. it's a very broad question. Okay. Uh, like last – like, like I'm not, I'm not trying to do it right now. Like, but like last two minutes, or who would you want to start a franchise, or who would you want to lead your team, or who would you okay. feel more comfortable to win, lead a winning record, or like that kind of stuff. Like, okay, you, the, if you're starting a franchise today, in that order of point guards that you'd want on your team, from best, from most wanting to least wanting. Okay, I, th- I have a pretty good answer i think i go first i feel bad because you think on the fly chat okay i had to think on the fly okay i think unfortunately this would like kind of bring down chris paul's value just given by age because if you're starting a franchise you don't want i mean you want a veteran point guard but i wouldn't want a a guy that's as old as he is i know chad's shaking his head right now i know chris paul's great he was great this year i didn't think he was going to be great you thought he was going to be great props to you but i think that kind of uh, diminishes his value a little bit. So I would go Trey Young because he's youngest and he has the most potential and he's already great and he has, you know, things he can still improve, but plenty of time to do so. So then the tough part is going to be between uh, Westbrook and Lillard. I know Lillard's better, but I like Westbrook a lot more and I'd rather have a guy who, I mean, they both play hard, but Westbrook's on another level as far as giving it everything he's got every night. But Lillard's better, um, so I'll go with him, and then I'll go Westbrook, and then Chris Paul. Getting the disrespect thrown at the ways of Chris Paul because he's an older guy. My goodness, Justin. Anyway, uh, how about you, Chad? What would you say? Um, no, I understand what he says. Is I mean, as much as a Chris Paul fan I am, uh, he may, it makes sense if you're starting a franchise, uh, you don't want a guy that's 36. So, uh, for mine, I'm going to go Dame, number one. Uh, I think Dame and Trey, uh, I know Trey's younger, though. I think Dame has proven more, and it's funny for me to say that because, you know, he Trey Young took Atlanta to the Eastern Conference Finals with his team, and Dame got eliminated in the first round or second round. But um, if I'm starting to franchise and I can build a team around Dame, I don't think Portland's done a great job trying to put pieces around. They, they attempted to. It just never panned out to be uh, good enough. I think I can – you know, if I'm starting a franchise, I could build a good team around Damian Lillard. Uh, two would be Trey, like I said, shown in the Eastern Conference Finals with a team that was, it was like him at the top and then everyone else was like below. He didn't really have that second superstar. 
which is promising for Atlanta. Um, if you can bring in a guy alongside Trey Young at his production that he had this past year, uh, that team will be scary, no doubt. They'll be back, even if they keep the same roster, we'll be back in the playoffs next year. Um, three, I'm going to go Chris Paul. And then before you know, I explain all of this, out of these four guys, I mean, if you place a guy at four, it's no disrespect whatsoever because these are four great point guards um, right now. It's just not personal preference, but who, like based off past experiences, I'm, I'm, that's how I'm judging it. Uh, Chris Paul, I know Chris Paul can lead a team. And even at his age of 36, um, you know, the Suns were a dumpster fire two or three years ago. Uh, they, you know, missed out on the bubble last year and then brought in Chris Paul the following year, and now they're a two-seed in the Western Conference. Chris Paul also led a team that had a 1.9% chance of making the playoffs with the Thunder and made the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I know he can lead te- lead a team. I know he's got stuff left in the tank. Definitely a veteran point guard that I think this offseason a lot of teams are going to try to go after because um, he's just that important. Even at his age, they throw him a, a, a close to a max deal. And then four would be Westbrook. You know, Westbrook's a, f- a freak athlete. Um, you know, we saw it this, pa- this, this past year with Washington and Bradley Beal. Uh, Westbrook can still put up numbers that he put up back in Oklahoma City. Um, to lead a team, it's tough because Westbrook's had mu- like a lot of experience with a superstar or an all-star caliber player by his side, and they've only gotten so far. Now, if Chris Paul didn't make the finals this year with the Phoenix Suns and they got eliminated in the first and second round, that would completely flop because I think, you know, in that aspect, Chris Paul making to the finals – you know, it's going to solidify his argument of who's a better guy to start a franchise with, no matter what age is. Um, you know, Westbrook had, I would say, a prime or a close to prime Paul George in Oklahoma City, and they didn't make it out as far as they as far as people thought they would. Um, they had a younger, you know, him and Kevin Durant when they were younger, made it close to the finals. Uh, and then, of course, Washington, Bradley Beal, and then Westbrook. In, in Houston, so I mean, it, it's all it's all, uh, um, just vet, uh, veteranship, I guess, and experience. So yeah, that's my four. That was my list. I had I went Lillard, Young, Paul, and Westbrook. Um, I hit the nail on the head. I don't have to repeat anything. I mean, that was that was great. Uh, so Justin, let me just clarify. You went pretty much from youngest to oldest. Is it Somewhat, is age yeah. it, when it comes to starting a franchise? Hypothetically, is age the big factor in your reasoning? Yes, I mean um, you because that gives you the most time to build around that player. That's okay, why. so let me ask you this hypothetical then, real quick. Okay, uh, would you rather start a franchise with Giannis or LeBron if you had to start one tomorrow? Right now, if you had to start one tomorrow. Oh, man, you put me on the spot here. I would have said LeBron up until this year, probably. Because I think sure. 36 is the point where you're only getting another – I mean, you never know because it's LeBron, but you're probably only getting another year or two of greatness before he starts to deteriorate. Whereas Giannis, I mean, he's still young. I mean, he's, what, 26 or 27? Yeah. I mean, I to start a franchise is a no-brainer. I'm taking yeah. Giannis as well. Yep. Um, but – Okay, I just wanted to ask because I know you're the big LeBron guy and all that, so I just wanted to to get your opinion on that. So I don't know. Would you start a franchise around 
Washington Wizards Michael Jordan? I wouldn't either. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but are you saying LeBron is getting, being compared right now in his state of career to the Wizards MJ? No. He's MJ just saying. Was, MJ saying. was scoring like 10 points a game by now. MJ could still go out there and drop 20 points on somebody in the NBA today. And you know he could. I don't think so. Right no. now? Right at right his now? age rate? Yeah, no right way. Looking like a bowling ball? No yeah, chance. No, no way. No I way. bet he'd go out right there and drop 20 points. Come on. Anyway, that was our poll question. Feel free to – we'll put a poll up, obviously, on our Twitter page, and feel free to rank them or whatnot. And uh, we we like to hear back from you guys what you guys think of that uh, poll question. So uh, let's get into some things here. We already talked a little bit about the NBA, so let's transition a little bit away from the NBA. Justin, real quick, I know you're the big hockey guy over here. Stanley Cup, Tampa Bay Lightning, back-to-back champs. It's been a great year for people in Tampa Bay. What do you think of those Stanley Cup playoffs if you had the chance to watch them? Yeah, like I said earlier um, in the playoffs, I watched most of the the first and second round, and then um, I saw the finals were interesting. It was uh, you had Montreal come out of Canada um, in the the West. Um, they had an interesting round in the playoffs because um, their offense wasn't great, but they had you know the, probably the second best goalie in the league uh, in Carey Price, so. That's how they made it so far. And then, uh, like we saw in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, Tampa had just too strong of an offense, and they also had defenders that, that can score and the best goalie in the league. So it's very tough to be a team like that. Um, look for Tampa as long as they keep some of their guys to try to go back to back to back next year. Three-peat? Are we talking three-peat, like 90, 90s Bulls? Are we talking that with Tampa Bay Lightning right now? We talking three-peat like Patrick McCall? Okay. Three-time NBA was champion. Was it three or was oh it four? I think it was three. I don't know if he three-peat, but he is a three-time NBA champ. Three-time champ. Hey, hey, hey James Jones. Champ. Champ. By the way, one executive of the year in the NBA with sure. the Phoenix Suns. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, you know what, Chad? I, I think I said this already in a previous episode. I, I, I got to eat crow when it came to criticizing the, the Suns. You were right. They are. Yeah, Chris Paul too. makes the team ten times better. And that was the only part I was confident about. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, I, I knew that they were going to be a two seed. Because, I mean, I, I listened back to the – to the when when the Suns made to the Western Conference Finals, I found that episode way back when. It's like a third or fourth episode, and I, I listened to it. And I was like, you know, I was even – I was thinking it would be around a five or a six seed, but I was very confident that Chris Paul can push him over the edge, which he did, so. Well, I, I will also say this. I, I – will give you the props and the Suns, but I also think not only was it the Chris Paul effect, but I think DeAndre Ayton has really has really uh, improved his game from the previous years to now. I think he's really starting to grow into the – and really starting to maximize his potential. Uh, he has a little bit of an old-school feel to him. He kind of – I watch him a little bit. It feels – there's like a, a Patrick Ewing feel a little bit when he's out there. Great at the protecting the rim, great score, can shoot a little bit from the outside. Um just has a little bit old school feel to it. And I like that. I think he has a nice dimension to the Phoenix offense and whatnot. So uh, give him props. And obviously uh, somehow Jay Crowder finds his way sneaking into the conference finals and NBA finals every other year. It seems like uh, maybe it's a Jay Crowder effect. Maybe it's not even Chris Paul. It's Jay Crowder. I was, I was um, sitting on my couch watching these finals and I was just imagining like, it's so funny to me first, 
like if I see someone like walking, like imagine I'm I'm imagining someone walking down the street in like Milwaukee with like a a Pat Connington like Finals jersey, and it just makes me laugh because like Pat Connington's never touched the NBA Finals in his entire career, and it's just an it would be an odd thing to see. And then like another thing would be like Frank Kaminsky, like having Frank a Drake. having having a ring before like Russell Westbrook. Like it's just it's just so bizarre to me, but that's what I like about it, cause cause these guys, you know, we're gonna get we get fresh we get fresh teams, and this is hopefully how it, how it turns out to be. I mean, that's why I'm not ever really against super teams like Brooklyn. I wouldn't consider L.A. a super team, uh, Lakers, but like Brooklyn being a super team because it's not like you're rooting against them because you know it's basketball and you appreciate the guys that are on the team, but when they go down, you know, it's one less team that you expect to make the finals and that's what happened with Milwaukee so hey by the way I just want to let everybody know when you talked about Russell Westbrook not having a ring yet Dante Jones and Timofey Mozgov have a ring before Russell Westbrook just letting you know but Mozgov should have one didn't he have like a game where he had 120 points and like oh, bro, that was so I can't <laughs> yeah the meme the yeah. the absolute photoshop yeah oh, oh that was great he had the greatest performance of all time in a game. Sasha Khan has a ring. Sasha Khan <laughs> has a ring. Okay. Mo Williams has a, has a ring. Virgil. Virgil. Patrick McCaw has three. Russell Westbrook has zero. Okay. Speaking of somebody who, go, who needs a championship soon, and a guy who's going to possibly bring one sometime soon, Shohei Otani in the Angels. You talk about Mike Trotty in the face of the Angels. Justin, right now, would you say Otani's a face or is Strout still the face of the Angels? Otani is the face of the league, is my bold take of the day. I just, I absolutely love what he does. He brings so much interest to baseball. He brings something we haven't seen really be effective in over 100 years, which is Babe Ruth, the pitching hitting combination. And he's great. I mean, he's solid as a pitcher and he's great as a hitter and a position player. So, uh, I can't say enough good things about Shohei Otani. And he doesn't take batting practice. And he hits nukes. Nukes. I mean, triple deck. I mean, upper, upper deck. Home run. I mean, can I find, I mean, while we're talking here, can I find a, a video of him hitting a home run? Is the, the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. Well, what'd he, hit, what'd he hit in BP just like yesterday? Didn't he, he hit like take f- BP. 518. 518, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Jesus. How about you, Chad? What, what do you think about Shohei Otani? Do you think he's the face of baseball? Yeah, I agree with Justin. He's the most impressive guy. Um, he's he he'll be he'll be the one along with others, but he'll be the main one that can bring excitement. I think back to baseball. You know, we talk about a guy that's been the first player in MLB history to be nominated in the All Star game as a pitcher and a hitter, um, which is absolutely insane to think about because baseball. I'm a terrible baseball player. Um, at baseball at the high school level for me seems absolutely insanely hard to play. But when you're up there, you know, trying to hit off guys that are throwing 95, 100 miles an hour, and you can still be as dominant as you are, and then pitch, go out and go out and pitch too as well. Like it's it's insane. Um, he makes baseball more exciting for me to watch too. Unfortunately, Angels games you can't really ever get unless you have some type of pass or whatever. But they're slowly there. Some games pop up on national television, and you know I definitely tune in because you know I think he he will bring attention to it. 
Uh, it's unfortunate that they're an AO team, though, because they'd benefit a lot more if they're an NO team, I think, if pitchers could actually hit, too. So, Well, and, I mean, they're, they are in California. I mean, you would think they'd be able to be an NL team, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, but I'm they're just not hoping... the best team in their city. You got the Dodgers, and then you got in the whole state, you got the Padres and the Giants. Yeah. The Giants are playing good baseball. So, uh, I mean, I was going to say, I guess, you know, when I say, you know, when you hear Otani's the face of baseball, I mean, some people could say, what about Fernando Tatis? What about, uh, you know, well, definitely not Trevor Bauer. I know that. But, uh, by the way, that's a whole different story going on with Trevor Bauer. Have you heard about that, Justin? Oh, yeah. That's, if that's true, whew, oh, boy, he's in a lot of trouble. Uh I mean, I can't think of another face. I mean, it really is down between – it's down to Tatis and Otani. You know, I can't really think of a pitcher that's really – oh, DeGrom, I guess. But I mean, yeah. He's by the way, that's another thing. Too. Jacob DeGrom has an ERA of .52. Halfway through the year. Halfway through the year. And they're starting to check him now. They're starting to check all the pitchers, and they haven't found anything yet. So that means that is just natural ability to throw – and pitch all season long and have an ERA under one. He's on pace to have the greatest season by a pitcher ever in history of baseball. And all I'm going to ask to that is, can he hit bombs like Otani does? (laughs) Can he play two sides of the baseball? I mean, we're not worried about that. He's a much better pitcher than Otani is. That's true. Otani's just like a above average starting pitcher. But two is better than one. That's true. But I'm just saying. Just like Bartolo Colon. Think about that from the Angels' perspective. You're getting a guy who's playing two positions for the price of one, essentially. Absolutely. Well, right now. Wait till he needs a contract extension. Yeah, he'll do be you, more expensive, but he'll be, again, you're still paying do you think, one player to play two spots. Do you think he'll ask for a double contract? Will he be the first player to ask for a double contract? <laughs> Can he be the manager, too? He's the manager, the owner of the Angels. He gets, he gets a contract as a pitcher and a hitter, but then you just combine them. So it's like, you know, baseball contracts are like 10 years for a player. That's all guaranteed. Yeah, so then it would be like a 20-year contract worth like... going to be the next Bobby Bonilla, possibly. $600 million. <laughs> the next Bobby Bonilla. My hope is that Otani doesn't, down the line, go to like the Yankees or the Dodgers. Like, oh, that would just ruin the hype. That, that would that- fun. I don't even follow baseball that much, but that would suck. That would absolutely it, suck. It would ruin the fun around him. Oh, he's maybe a Yankee. Oh. Maybe he'll come to Cleveland. We could use him. I mean, we could probably afford him. We could spend like $100 no, million on just him. No, <laughs> we can't. We, I bet his contract he would ask down the line would be more than we pay the entire team. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is right now. We're paying our team, the whole team, less than Trevor Bauer is making this year. And Trevor Bauer is about to be making a lot of – he's making a lot of headlines right now. <laughs> he's about to be making a lot of friends in jail. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's about to go to mm-hmm. – I mean, I'd trade thing. our whole I, – I, I, th- I'd be this close to trade our whole – just our whole roster for Shohei Otani and have him, play, have, have him play every single them. position. Yeah, nine on one <laughs> at, at all times. Okay, nine on one. And it's funny because I can't even bash the Indians this year because they're like fifty or like twelve games over five hundred. So we no, probably wouldn't. They were at one no, point, but then they dropped like nine in a row. row. Yeah. Oh, really? But they they, they, they still won like three in a row. They won three in a row. They swept the Royals this weekend, which was nice to see, refreshing to see. 
Oh yeah, the two walk-offs. Bobby Bradley, aka Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, slow your roll. <laughs> well, hey, when you by the way, a couple weeks ago, the three of us we went to an Indians game when they played the Cheaters, and uh, Bobby Bradley. That was a great time. That was a great and game. Er- Ernie Clement, man. Ernie, Ernie Clement is a. I'm sorry, but one of the worst baseball players I've ever yeah, seen live. <laughs> oh my god, he's terrible. Oh my. <laughs> The only guy who did something productive in that game at the plate was Cesar Hernandez. And Mercado. Mercado almost hit for the cycle. Yeah, he almost hit for the cycle. Yeah, but, but Cesar was the only one that really drove home runs. Were you paying attention to the game at all? I know. I was so focused on Ernie. Okay, I was so I, focused Ernie on – and uh, old buddy who pitched for us was terrible. Oh, Sam Henches? Yeah. I was so focused on the, on the 14 guys we left on base that night, too. So. <laughs> we had the bases loaded three times, and we didn't get one run out of it. And we had to rely on Cesar guys around us. We heard there was a, but, but some of the great chants. That one guy that was sitting above us, I was yelling for what was that right fielder? What's his name? McCormick, Ch- Chaz McCormick. The whole game yeah. and the wave that happened in the sixth inning. Oh my god, what a great time! There's a party in left field. That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Bobby Bradley, Jesus Christ, I mean, he had himself a great walk off home run on. Was it Friday or Saturday? I forget which. It's Friday. I don't. But Fran Mill had one the day before. So. Yeah. yeah, it was back a great to back. Game. Yeah, and then that Saturday, the last game they've played, uh, they scored fourteen runs. So I mean, Mercado was impressive. What's that? Mercado hit a home run too. He came into the game. We were at zero for nine for the season. <laughs> he just got called back up, but he's actually been hitting the ball well. Well, sometimes you just need to go back down, get yourself adjusted, and come back up. Well, he played the whole year basically last year and hit 165. So <laughs> well, he needed to prove something. Well, hold on. Last year was only like 60 games. It okay. doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. 60 games and you can't get above your weight. Two, 200. And yet, <laughs> and yet he had a better batting average than Austin Hedges has this year. Okay. Remember that stat? You know how like they have a fun fact on the big scoreboard every time somebody comes up to the plate. I think something about Austin Hedges was th- during the month of June he hit like two thirty. Like what? That's your fun fact? That's terrible. If you're He's scrambling, four, for th- it said four for twenty eight his last twenty eight at bats. Yeah, but what else good could you say about like if a guy's been in one fifty three? What can you say? Just say he's a nice guy or something. Okay? Just, br- <laughs> just bring just bring up his like draft profile from when he got drafted like fifteen yeah. years ago, and like at least he has a hot strength, wife or something like that. and weaknesses of everything. <laughs> he's been he's been a real trooper ever since Roberto was hurt. <laughs> so you could he say. plays hard. He plays hard. Actually, okay. he doesn't because he can't catch the ball. He's a catcher. No, and he's like three How many drop strikes did he have? Oh my god! Just turn the turn the mitt over. <laughs> That's that's what they teach you in fourth grade. Yes. Oh, okay. By the way, before I forget, can I play the the sound of this oh, video? Please do. Let, now, is it like Babe Ruth sound, like the the crack of the bat? Uh, it's got a nice talking? crack to it. Okay. Can you stop sharing your sound just so I can share? Oh yeah, sound? I'm sorry for you listeners that don't know. I have to share sound a lot of times. Go ahead, man. All right, let's get to this. Share your sound. So Shohei Otani's uh, crack of the bat. Hour split that just falls off the table. First pitch swinging. Oh, and first pitch crushing. Oh man, lean into it. Here's a guy that throws. That sounded like a gunshot. Yeah, and that was a pitch that was 100 miles an hour, 101. It came off the bat, 110, 120. That sounded like a gunshot. 
That, that, that's something. Actually, it would probably sound even better in an Indians game because there'd be less people there. It would have like an echo. Like it would, it would yeah. be echoing off, the, you know, terminal tower. Yeah, as if you're in the forest and you hear a tree fall and it just reverberates. <laughs> oh. it, there would, it would, it would be on the Richter scale. Okay, it would probably be like a five point So there we go. Otani to the Indians confirmed. Oh, hey, Otani is going to be a Cleveland Indian in the next five to eight years. Okay. I'm definitely writing that down and saying you said that because it's never going to happen <laughs> ever. Ever. Why would he want to leave California? Because well, California sucks. Well, that, to come to Cleveland might have a bunch of earthquakes. I mean, to come to Cleveland, it's yeah. really hot out there right now. Have you noticed that? Like the heat, yeah. it's like 120 degrees out like, there. Like I'm surprised LeBron left Miami to come back to Cleveland, but no way Otani's leaving California to come to Cleveland ever. You never know. We hit. Hey, we've had a nice record of having some Asian descent players in on the Indian team. Shinsu Chu, Kosuke Fukudome. Okay, Shohei Otani's next. You named two, and you said we had a great history. You named two, great. and the second one was not even a good player, and he—that was probably the only contract he was offered. Did we have Bruce Chen that one year? Remember him? We got Yu Chang. Yeah, Yu Chang. Chang. We got Yu Chang, Chad. Yeah, we're not not. I'm sorry. I I I do love you, Chang, but he's not good. Better than Ernie Clement. That's Remember, we were at. Oh, I was at a game, and you, Chang. I was at a game, and some guy hit a ball in left in right field, or left field. Um, and this guy was tagging from like third to home, and the and the left fielder, I don't know who it was, just had absolute cannon for us, and he was th- he threw it no cutoff to home home plate. And if like it would have got there, we would have got him out. Yu Cheng stepped in the way, just caught the ball, cut it off, cut it off. Everyone was booing him too. It was bad. It, it, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. The only outfielder I can remember that had a big cannon for us was when we had temporarily had Yasiel Puig. Dude, Shinsu Chu had a cannon. Yeah, he did have a yeah. cannon. But recently, the most recent one I remember was Yasiel Puig. He could throw a ball from the outfield. I, I wish yeah. we would sign him again. I liked Puig. No one's picked him up. Yeah, he up wouldn't do. He wouldn't do anything for us right now. He'd be better than. Uh, well, let's see. Bradley Harold Zimmer, Ramirez. Harold Ramirez. But Eddie Rosario in left. Mercado in center. Yasiel Puig or Zimmer. And uh, Yasiel Puig in right. We would need go. like we would we would need like God to be on our team to make an impact. Well, we already uh, have Jesus Bradley? Christ. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we have God's Jesus. son. Yeah. Oh, he needs God. Shohei Otani and Bobby Bradley would be God and Jesus, okay? Yeah. What would now think though, what, what does Shohei Otani play? Like what is his position when he's not pitching? Uh on the in Indians DH? or no, just in general, right? Not yeah, on... right now. What is he playing? in general? Is he like left field? Yeah, he's outfield. Yeah. Oh, so that's even better. We need an well, outfield. He's probably, I mean, you wouldn't want to strain his arm by putting him in the outfield and making him throw it at home all the time. But yeah, and how better pitchers are, good. how better pitchers are, the ball would be in the outfield every single at bat. So <laughs> we might, we might, I, maybe he shouldn't come here. We, we maybe, would, I mean, we'd probably start him every night that Bieber can't start. So that's right. If Bieber can't pitch, Otani's on the mound. Well, we got Savali too. Very- he'd be on, he'd be on pace for like the most wins in, MOB pitching history because he would play like 95% of the games. Hey, during the dead ball era, Cy Young used to pitch both games of the doubleheader. 
Just saying. If Sion could do it back in the 1910s, I bet Shohei Otani could do it in the 2020s. But, you know, like, like Chad said at the very beginning, things seem to be getting worse as time is going on. So, isn't that right, what Chad? If, what if Otani got better as a pitcher? He would have. If he had a year where he won the Cy Young, the MVP, the Silver Slugger, the home run title, it's possible. Well, hold on, hold on. The greatest baseball player of all time. I was gonna, I was he might say, be. You're, you're basically describing the greatest baseball player I mean, in existence. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right there. If he wins all those, I mean, that I think it's feasible remarkable. if he gets a little, if he gets better as a pitcher. Like, okay, overall, because the home run derby was last night. Do you think he's a better? Pure hitter than Pete Alonso. Yeah. yeah, Pete Alonso has more power. Well, more power right. in the home run derby, but I don't think. Like, yeah, in game, I mean, I, I would probably take Otani as a as a hitter. Would you take Shohei Otani in an MLB The Show draft right now, first overall? Yes. Why wouldn't you over over Tatis? Yes, I'm pitching him and putting him in the I was going to say, Steve, it all goes can back to the you do that in the show? I'm not even sure if you can do that in the show. I think they probably would add something like that. All I'm but saying they, is it goes it, it goes back to the point of two is better than one. If I can get a, if I can draft a player, like if the, if the MLB did a redraft right now, any team would be stupid not to draft Shoei Otani number one. The Indians won because they wouldn't be able to afford him, but... No, and, the only, Indians, and the only ends, the Indians only draft pitchers, as we've seen so yeah, far. In the, the MLB, MLB draft that day two, every one, every single pick, but one out of like their twelve picks were pitchers. Well, so were the Angels. The Angels didn't draft one position player the whole draft. Well, why do you need one? You have Shohei Otani. <laughs> they drafted only pitchers. <laughs> Shohei Otani can play every single position on the field. Okay, you don't need fielders. You need pitchers. <laughs> I mean, the Angleton Simmons out there. That's all you need. Anthony Rendon. Forgot he was on the team. I forgot Justin Upton was still there. He's old. Yeah. And of course, I mean, we talk about Shohei Otani. We were forgetting about good old Mike Trout. That team should be in the playoffs this year. I don't care. If they don't make the playoffs, that's going to be disappointing for ratings. Yes, that team has. Well, that team's always had, I think, playoff type talent. Yet they just never made it. But they've had pitching before. They have Jared pitching. Weaver. Yeah. Yep. Garrett Richards. So they've had stuff. It's just like they never can make it out. And at the beginning of the year, going into the season, they did have Albert Pujols. But obviously now he's a Dodger. Yeah. So they had whatever's left of him. Like, yeah, for real. His they, rotting had the, body. They, had, they had the scraps of Albert Pujols. <laughs> they had hey. a thing that once was Albert Pujols. Hey, he's still Albert Pujols in my heart. Okay. By so name, mad. yes. By anything else, no. no. He, he's been hitting <laughs> some home runs with the Dodgers. Yeah, you're just, they're just disrespecting. Just but, of course he went to the Dodgers. I mean, well, that's how baseball than is. The Yankees, to me, baseball is broken, Chad. It's either oh, I know it is big stars on the small market teams. When they ask for a new contract, the only teams that can pay it are New York and California. That's what it is. I know that's what sports is getting to. All leagues, really. True. It is true. Well, not in the NFL. The NFL is different. Well, baseball is different because there's no salary cap, so they are allowed to do that. And if they have the money, they can do whatever they want. 
Hopefully baseball can get get themselves fixed because it's it's broken. The system's broken. But what system nowadays isn't broken? Political system. Baseball. And baseball is not. It it seems like Manfred does not want to fix baseball because he kind of he took those two rules that they tested out that everybody liked and he got rid of them. The seven inning uh, doubleheader and then the runner on second rule. He's going to get rid of them next year. Good. Really. I don't like what I saw today. I mean, I don't like the seven inning doubleheader. I think it's kind of stupid. But I mean, I think both of them are stupid, to be honest with you. I don't like, I didn't like either of them. And I'm glad he's getting rid of them. I hate, I hate the strong word. I don't like Manfred at all. But his ability to implement a rule and then take it out the following year shows me a slimmer of hope. And these rules were terrible, in my opinion. I didn't like them at all. I thought it added a different kind of dimension to the game. Yeah, but baseball is baseball at the end of the day. Yeah, but Chad, are you going to watch every single – are you going to watch two – if your team, like if the White your, – your favorite, you're a big White Sox guy. Are you going to watch both nine-inning doubleheader games of a White Sox game on a random Wednesday night? No, I won't, but you know but you people. Could. But you, you could. You could if there were seven innings. Right, but it takes away – you have to remember the – the audience of Major League Baseball. It's not, it's, it's, you can go, I can go around and ask, we can all ask kids our age if they enjoy watching or what's their favorite league. And 95% of them I know when I say MLB Baseball. You can ask middle-aged people like the age of our parents. They say, what kind of, what kind of, you know, league do you like? I think a majority of them, not all of them, a majority of them would say MLB baseball because that was something that was popular back when they were a kid watching. So when you implement all these things like trying to speed up the game and putting guys on second base and only playing to seven innings, it, it's that's I think that's one sport that has to stay traditional till it's out the door because that's how that's how it was in the beginning. You know, base or basketball you can change in some ways. I mean, we've seen current changes with shot clock. And now these new, you know, foul calls and stuff like that that change the game, and you could change the NFL in some ways, not a lot, but I think baseball is one that's just just a traditional like staple league and game. And like if you add anything else or try to subtract or add anything else to it, I, I don't think I think you're hurting it more than helping it. Fair enough. Fair enough opinion. I still think middle-aged people like our parents would say NFL. If you took right. like a survey of a thousand parents, so a thousand people aged thirty-five to fifty-five, I guarantee you the majority would say NFL first. That's why I said majority. The majority. But I think I think they would say that baseball was better back then. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I think almost all middle-aged people would say that all sports, the NBA, the NFL, every every almost every sports league was better during their childhood and teenage days than ours. I think some of it's because of the, well, some of the rules. I think some people, like, especially in the NBA, say, oh, it was tougher back then, you know, like the bad boy Pistons. And then, you know, then you had the the talks about, unfortunately, I'm not getting political. I'm not. But it's a lot more, you know, like all these players are making social justice claims, sting, things like that. And that kind of turns some of the people off. Um, right. But you don't think that these two rule changes that the MLB implemented the seventh inning thing and the 
starting a guy on second base, and now the 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 checks for the pitchers after every inning. You don't think you know that's turning away anybody? These new rules. Well, I'm uh, I, the pitcher thing is beyond me. I like you have to check them every inning. Like, come on, really? That's ridiculous. Uh, I, I wasn't huge against the seven inning doubleheaders because I, you know, that's a lot of baseball in one day. I think it also helps for players' health because there's, you know, there's, you know, rain delays happen, especially if we're from Cleveland. So you can have a lot more doubleheaders in a season than anticipated. Um, you know, the runner on second thing, I wasn't a huge fan of. I think if they were going to start anything, maybe runner on first, you know, at least have an opportunity for the defense to get a double play, you know, if I mean, you know, but uh, I don't know. I just know that there's a lot of people who don't want to sit there at home and watch a nine inning baseball game every day. If your team plays six out of days out of the seven days in a week, they don't want to sit down six days a week to watch a nine inning baseball game. And yeah, especially if it's a double header, they won't even watch it at all. That's fair enough. But how popular do you think the sport of baseball is compared to the other two main ones? I, it doesn't matter if it's traditional or the rules are changed. Baseball will always be at least, at least second fiddle to the NFL. The NFL is the reigning league in of, of all the sports leagues, and that's no, there's no debate. NFL football will always reign. Right. So the, it goes back to my point of saying why I don't understand what why they're trying to speed up this game of baseball if it's so popular right now. Why are you trying to change but something that's already so successful? Popular. Because is if it's, it's the second most out of the three leagues, it's, it's I, I pretty was saying hypothetically, Chad, you could I don't know exactly what the ratings are between baseball and basketball. You know, I, it, it also depends on the audience that you're talking to. If you're talking to certain people, you could say a lot of people would say that baseball is more popular. If you talk to some other people, you could say that basketball is more popular. It depends on the kind of audience that you're talking to. You know, let's so just I guess let, let's just be honest, Chad, real quick. Let's just be honest. This is not hating at all. It, most people of African-American descent in America would probably watch basketball over baseball. It's because it's there, there's a sense of maybe that there's not a lot of black baseball players. It's just not, there's a lot more, you know, Dominican, Cuban, Latino. Um, it's not as relatable if that makes sense. Whereas basketball, you know, that's where they grew up with, you know, and things, stuff, stuff like that. You know. So I guess my final question is, and then we can move on to another topic is, do you think at the end of the day, implementing rule changes to, to speed up, the game of baseball will help it more than hurt it. Tough question. Like, because as we see, double headers. At- double headers. I mean, you you expect people on a on a Tuesday night to watch eighteen innings of baseball? No. And so I think if you, there's a way to speed it up, then I I could see it. Because as we see, it clearly if he's if he which I didn't look in depth with it, I did see it pop up on my phone. But if he's reverting back to the old order, you know, the the rules that we know and taking away these two extra inning type rules, clearly there was some backlash to it or he would have kept it. Right. I'm not so sure because I think it is despite, I think, a lot of fan opinion. Everything I've seen, I don't know if there's like a poll out there, but I've, I've seen relatively positive reviews of these new rules because for me, what turns me off is how long baseball is. I think okay. a really good point is, or a really good rule, is the pitch clock that's been since added that helps it up a little bit. Yep. But the main turnoff for baseball now, as I have less time in my day to watch baseball, is the time, how long it takes. So Right. So if Manfred is coming out and reverting, like I said, reverting back from those two rules that he made previously to start the season, 
what other than the pitch clock, because I agree with you, I think that's a great idea. What other rules, I guess I'm asking you guys, because I mean, I don't know if you, you guys follow baseball more than I do. Is, are there any, is there anything else to speed up the game that they haven't already tried that clearly doesn't work if he's reverting back to it? I don't know, because baseball is just long in its nature. There's no clock. So right. I mean, that, that, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it's, it, it's yeah, but, but people don't have time for that these days. It is, or the and, but and also they don't have the attention span. It is, but at the at the end of the day, it's one of those games that you just have to. I think it's one of those games that you just have to accept that it's long. Like baseball is an art, art in itself, in my opinion, where you can't put a clock. You, I mean, you can't, you can't put a clock on it. Right. You either love baseball or you don't when it comes to watching it, you know. Like my grandfather, God bless him, he watches almost every single Indians game, you know. But, you know, for me personally, I don't. Like I'll watch them, you know, if I have nothing to do on a Wednesday night and I'm done with something, if they're on, I'll, I'll turn them on, you know, see what they're going, see what's going on, especially if they're winning, you know. But uh, whereas – and it's also because, like, baseball, it's almost every day during its season, whereas football, it's your team at least. It's once once a week, you know what I mean. Like that, you can carve out that three hours on your Sunday afternoon, Monday night, Thursday night, whatever, to watch your team. Whereas baseball, you have to carve out three hours every day. No. So is the answer shortening the season? Maybe. I mean, one hundred and sixty-two games. Look, I, look, I that, that I understand lot. that when there's so many teams and the games itself, do you really need to play one hundred and sixty-two games of baseball? And like I understand baseball, it's you shouldn't be playing like seventeen like the NFL does, but the NBA could you play eighty two or what is it eighty one something like that? Could you play even just a hundred or whatever? You need an odd number, obviously. It's like one hundred one. You know, could you start the season in June? Like this is the other thing that that amazes me about baseball. How is it that? Major League Baseball scheduled to be the home the season opener for the Indians to be in Detroit in April. It was snowing. Miguel Cabrera couldn't see his home run that he hit in the first inning because it was snowing. Isn't that ridiculous? Why, like you should be it scheduling teams is. like teams like Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago. They should be going out and playing teams like Miami to open the season. Uh, teams that are either in warm climates. Or have uh, domes. That's what I think. For the first month of the season. So that means, it, it, and look, this is going to sound maybe crazy, but if that means the Indians are on the road for 28 of the, the first 35 games, that then so be it. Then they're going to have a big home stand in, in June, in July. And I don't think that's unfair. Who wants to play in Cleveland in April when it's 34 degrees at first pitch and yeah, it's sleeting? It's, that's not baseball weather. I agree with you. Football weather, but it's not baseball weather. Now, maybe they could implement a rule in the future where baseball, all games are in a dome. Like each team has to build a dome. Then I, I think it just goes back to my to the point I was saying where maybe a shortened season is the answer because you're trying to fit 160-some games in a span of I don't know how many months. If you shorten the season, you can delay the start time, right, to a warm. point to a point where you're actually playing in baseball type weather, and then still be playing the playoffs. I understand we all like October baseball and and stuff like that, 
but to the point where you can get you can start the season so late to where the point where it's like you know wherever in and your bit and your playoff playoff games are still in they are still the same that they are right now it's not like it almost would help baseball in a way because they're starting in april and yet the nba playoffs are getting ready to start and let's be honest i'd rather watch the nba playoffs than you know game nine of the regular season of baseball you know what i mean yeah, it always confused me on how on why this MLB season was so much longer than, than 162 games than any other oh. league. I understand NFLs is different. NBA 82, I think I I believe at times 82, especially with this season, only playing 72 but having such harsh back-to-backs and then getting ready to play off 72 is a lot for these guys and then we see it with these injuries. Um but with baseball, I mean that's that's a lot of games for an equivalent amount of teams in every compared to all the other leagues. You know, how many teams are in the MLB? How many teams are in the NBA? How many teams are in the NFL? Thirty-two. You know, you see what I mean? One hundred sixty-two games to play thirty teams or twenty-nine teams, not including yourself. And, and also, like the arg- the argument right now, when it terms of how many games they play, it's also because I think it's due to the physical impact like you can't play 162 nfl games because people would die on the field from just <laughs> injuries and just violence okay it's just true but in baseball you really don't get that much violence now once in a while you're going to get something like the um jose bautista and uh no but some, some but with the head, but. but with a 162 game season you're also going to see more pro- prolonged injuries because it's just constant tension and wear and tear on the same muscles that you're performing day like, in and no day darn out. well steven strasberg is going to be on the il sometime in every season with you know right saying. forearm tenderness or something you know so yeah you're not going to get major you know you're not going to have in-game violence usually but you're going to have that i think that out of the sports is is a decent amount of wear and tear on your body i mean oh absolutely thinking about you know i know how physical football is i know how physical basketball is but they're only playing 17 and 82 Think about baseball where you're throwing pitchers are throwing 9,500 miles an hour and hitters are hitting those, you know, those baseballs coming to them for 162 games. You'd be silly to say that wear and tear in baseball isn't anywhere close to what NFL and, and NBA has. It's proportional to their own season, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. Well, well baseball's baseball. I wasn't huge against the doubleheader thing, but, you know, it. it it don't matter to me. I'll just be honest. They, as long as they play baseball, it's whatever. I don't care. So that was a great conversation, though. That was a very intellectual conversation. Something that rarely happens on this show, uh, for being honest, intellectual conversation. Um, do you guys want to play a quick game real quick, or do you want to wrap up the show now? Well, you text us about the game, so I'm kind of excited. Well, I mean, I wasn't planning on having a 25-minute conversation about Major League Baseball's rules, but hey, that, that's the thing about the show. By the way, we're unscripted here, okay? We, we just go with the flow. Whatever pops out of our mouths, what's coming out, you know what I mean? Um, Justin, you've been a little quiet up there. What do you want to do, bud? It's up to you guys. Up to you. I, have a, I have a quick – how about, you know, let's do, do a quick. quick little segment. Yeah, do it quick. Let's do a quick little segment here, Okay. Hey, remember that quick game that we played a few weeks ago that I royally screwed up number was it number five or number nine? Um, well, I don't know what it was, what? but you had Donovan McNabb on there. Well, guess what? 
doing it again. We're back with our second edition of Go Fight Number. We're back. We have five brand new numbers. We're getting ready to play with Justin. Turn that music down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I don't know how to get the music right, let me turn it down. How's that, buddy? That's better. All right, good enough. Are you guys ready to play the second edition of Goat by Number Sponsored by ourselves? Are you guys ready? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. Now, I asked this last time. I'm going to ask it again. Do you want me to go in numerical order or just randomly? Random. 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 Okay. Well, then we'll start off with a nice, easy one. Maybe. Maybe easy. Maybe not. Number 24. A very iconic number in sports. Notable names to wear the number include... Ken Griffey Jr., Willie Mays, Kobe Bryant, Sam Jones, and Jeff Gordon of NASCAR. The goat of number 24 is Chad Red. Oh, you know my answer. I'm going with... Gordon it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with the real, you know, the most iconic guy to wear number 24. Um, Though, there was a close second. But I'm going Kobe Bryant. I think he's he's the go of 24. So he only won one championship as number 24, just like. But uh. everyone knows him <laughs> by 24. So <laughs> how about you, Justin? Up there, who's the go to 24? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Chad on this one. It's gotta be Kobe. I mean, I, I respect that you put Jeff Gordon on there. He's a great <laughs> driver, right? He won, a, he won a lot of races. I think he won four championships too but i mean and also i think ken griffey jr is closer than you think he was my two yep because he's considered one of the greatest baseball team and don't you dare sleep on willie mays willie mays is a top three outfielder of all time top five player of all time okay in baseball history no doubt in my mind i mean number one shohei otani but yeah (laughs) Uh, well he's number 17 so uh, I should have had him on last week because I had 17 on my list last week. You said Philip Rivers, Justin. You changed your mind, changed it to Shohei Otani. No. Does Shohei Otani not better than Philip Rivers? Not yet. Oh my God. Okay. Whatever. Season. I was going to say, you're comparing a guy that's played like not even a quarter less amount of games than Philip Rivers has his entire career. Know darn well that you're just a Philip Rivers hater. Shohei Otani will be better than Philip Rivers in their I can't believe we're comparing players. two guys that are complete, completely opposite sports. Well, we Justin was trying to make an argument about John Havlicek not being better than Philip Rivers because he hasn't thrown for 27,000 yards. Like, really, John Havlicek? Do you see Hondo doing that? I don't think so because he's on the basketball court. That's what I mean. <laughs> Philip Rivers, you see Philip, nasty you see Philip Rivers launching 518 foot bombs into right center field? I don't think so. I don't know, but he's got like 13 kids, so that counts for something. <laughs> Uh, if, uh, if Stephen A. Smith was here, he would say Philip Rivers is better because he doesn't need an interpreter, but, you know, that's just something for another day. Um, anyway, I won't get into that. So, two for Kobe Bryant. Me, personally, I'll pay Jeff, some respect. Jeff, I'll go Jeff Kobe Gordon. I, I had maybe... <laughs> if, we do, if, we do, if we do 43 or 48, I might have a, an interesting answer for you. Well, well you're going to love this the, next number, uh, then, because our next number is number 48, Justin. And mobile names to have it's been a Jimmy part of Johnson. It. We have Jimmy Johnson, Tory Hunter, Jacob DeGrom, and Daryl Johnston. Go to 48, Justin. 
The other ones you named are terrible. Think of Degrom, Daryl Johnston. He's terrible. But <laughs> Tory Hunter. I, I like Tory Hunter. I like, I like Tory Hunter, but. Well, the there wasn't much. You're talking about one of the only three seven-time champions in NASCAR history. He's won over a hundred races. He's a, he's now <laughs> a rookie in the IndyCar series. It's Jimmy Johnson. Okay. How about you, Chad? Who's a good of 48? Taking uh Pablo, Big Panda, Pablo, Pablo Sandoval. Sandoval. Yep. Okay. All right. Big Panda Bear. He can't even wow. fit in a race car. <laughs> We're not talking That's about so racing, mean. bro. That's so mean. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Jimmy Johnson with you, Justin. I love Jimmy Johnson. He, he growing up, he and Jeff Gordon, the rivalry a little bit. They're teammates. Well, if you're playing NASCAR Heat Revolution, this shows NASCAR. this shows Stevens' acceptable NASCAR. knowledge of NASCAR. Well, it's going to get even better, Chad, because we're going on to the next number, number three. Notable names. This is a tough one, though. This is a tough one. Okay. Ooh, number three, Dale Earnhardt Sr. May he rest in peace. Allen Iverson, Babe Ruth, Harmon Killebrew, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade. The goat of number three, Chad. I can't go first. I want to hear someone else go. Justin, go first. Oh, man. This is going to give me some heat. I'm going with Dale Earnhardt, the intimidator. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's, he's right up there. There's there's three drivers in my mind that are, like, the goat of their numbers, respectively. Jimmy Johnson's one of them. Dale Sr.'s one of them. And then I think we, we all know the other one. We'll see if we get that number or not uh, and whether you guys know it or not. But uh, he's my guy for number three. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. The disrespect. Who are you going to say, Chris Paul? Bambino. Babe nah. Ruth. I'm going Babe Ruth, man. As much as oh, I love no. this guy right here, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm going Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time. Well, second. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, one, there's one that's better, yeah. And Bobby Bradley. Maybe Bobby Bradley. <laughs> Jesus Christ remembers him. You know. But and Tory Hunter, apparently. The great Bambino. <laughs> Name another baseball player who was eating hot dogs in left field, smacking home runs 500 feet in Old Yankee Bar. Joey Lake. Chestnut? Joey Chestnut. <laughs> what number does Joey Chestnut wear? Well, he's number, what, 14 now? 14-time world champion. Now, don't you dogs. think, this is a little off topic, but don't you think he should be in the conversation as the GOAT? Oh, the GOATs of athletes? Like, we're putting yeah. him up there with LeBron and Michael Jordan. Yeah, like of all athletes. Yeah, he has more championships than Bill Russell. Okay, by three more, three more. I'm all jokes aside. That's crazy impressive. That's not what he does. What he does. What he does. I think it's just hot dogs with him. You should look up some of the records that he has. He chugged a two liter. He chugged a two liter of Coca Cola in under a minute. That's pretty good. You know who did it better though was Will Ferrell and Elf. But just Chad, real quick, I know this is really off topic, but I looked it up one time. I told this to Justin. You know those little mini powdered donuts that Hostess makes? <laughs> yeah. He had, he ate in six minutes 257 of those donuts. Six minutes? Six minutes, 257. He's got to be like, it's got to be like pop, 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 pop. Like he's not even chewing them. But it's the powdered sugar. Like, doesn't it make your mouth like chalky? And, like, like if I. dipping them in water. <laughs> Like if I if I eat one of like if I try to eat one of those like I start coughing because like it goes up my nose like the powder goes up my nose and like down the wrong hole I can't even imagine eating 
250 something. There's more too. There's one with hard boiled eggs. It's like, oh, just makes me want to gag. Okay. But um, so two for Babe Ruth, one for Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> and no offense, Dale Earnhardt is on my list. Uh, he'd probably be fourth on that ranking. I'd probably have to say like Babe Ruth, Allen Iverson, probably Dwayne Wade, then Dale Iverson Earnhardt. never won a championship. Uh, but he's one of the greatest players. Come on, Chad. Here, come on, Justin. I mean, LA, come on, it's AI. Talking about practice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where, hold on. Where does AI rank to you as a basketball ranking all time? I'm not going to go like a specific he's not number. Even top like 10. Number 24. Yeah, but like, he's not even top uh, 10. No, he's no, not, not top, top 10. 10. No, Dale he's... Earnhardt is like the third greatest NASCAR driver. Allen Iverson is a top 25 player of all time. That's what I was going to say. So tell me, how does that make any sense? But yeah, I don't agree with Allen Iverson over Dale Earnhardt, but I can definitely agree with Babe Ruth over Dale Earnhardt. Possibly, he's he has to be in your mind. Babe Ruth has to be the third or better player. Which, to your mind, he is of all time in baseball. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Come on, we're it's driving a car. Like, (laughs) no, 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 stop. Yeah, no, I'm. I agree. I disagree with that. NASCAR is. I'm saying it's definitely a sport. You sit in a car for 600 miles in a a car that's probably 140 degrees. You're losing five to ten pounds every race. Yes, Dale Earnhardt dropped 40 points and 15 assists <laughs> like Alan Iverson can. <laughs> no, but at least Dale Earnhardt's top five in his sport. Okay, whatever. Right, fair but Babe Ruth's top three. So I'm Babe Ruth's number one. Okay, he's number one. No. Babe Ruth's Babe Ruth. He, number three. He, Babe Ruth's number three in my book. Oh, so Shohei Otani, Bobby Bradley are better than him, right? Yes. Okay, all right. Just want to clarify that for the listeners. Okay. All right, we're getting off topic. Let's get to another number. Okay. Number four out of the five. Okay, number, this next number, number 15. 15. Number four? 15. Ah. Oh. Notable players to wear number 15 include Carmelo Anthony, Bart Starr, Vince Carter, and Patrick Mahomes. Number 15, who's the GOAT? I think it's already Patrick Mahomes. That's no disrespect to Vince Carter, but that was who my one and two were. Vince Carter. I I love Vince Carter, and I was I was very very tempted to pick him, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go Patrick Mahomes. The dude is absolutely insane. He he will be by the end of his career, like no doubt. He'll be the best fifteen. But right who do you think is right now? Of Super Bowls is Bart Starr. Wait, who do you think is right now then? Steve. If Carmelo had a ring, I'd say Carmelo, but I'll, I'll take Mahomes. Wait, but, but I'm saying like, like, but five be seconds. Clear cut by the end of his career. But, but like right now, five minutes ago, you said it doesn't matter if Allen Iverson didn't have a ring because he was still better than Dale Earnhardt. Iverson was special. Okay. Wow, you didn't mention Yao Ming. Well. In that conversation, really, Patrick Mahomes or Yao Ming, Justin? That's tough. <laughs> Can Patrick Mahomes, you know, get blocked by Nate Robinson? Probably. Plus, Yao, plus Yao Ming was 11. He wasn't 15. It's his foot. It's his. He was 15, right? He was probably 15 when he was 7 foot. Thurman <laughs> No, he's number 11. Dustin Blake. Royal? 
fun, Justin. You like, did miss like Bird. Bizarre. You did miss Birdman, though. Yeah, I did. Chris Anderson. <laughs> yeah, Birdman. Kemba Walker got postered by Paul George. Right. So three from a you and you. Who? Boogie Cousins. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the Michael Crabtree's on here. All right. All right. Uh, last number. Last number for this edition of Go My Number. <laughs> number 31. 31. Notable players to wear that name include Mike Piazza, Reggie Miller, Greg Maddox, Jamal Lewis. Who's the go to 31? The fact that you just said Jamal Lewis. <laughs> um. Hey, Jamal, there was Slim Pickens on 31, okay? So I had to go with Jamal Lewis because he had a nice career with the Ravens. What do you think, 31, Justin? 31. Justin, chat. 31. Make sure you don't have it. You miss anything. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going Reggie Miller. Me and Chad. I agree. Uh, I'm going to take Mike Piazza because he had the most emotional home run in the history of baseball. Possibly. Yeah, but yeah. Reggie, day, but Reggie like Miller also had after, one. Two days after 9-11, he has a walk-off home run at New York. Like, that's really? special. That's Reggie Miller also, but though, owns, honestly, probably the most iconic moment Taunt. in NBA history. Taught with Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Like, how do they compare their respective positions, Reggie Miller and Mike Piazza? Like, what are we talking about? You know, like, like Reggie Miller is one of the greatest shooters ever. Okay. No doubt. Like, it's Steph Curry, Ray Allen, and then you got Reggie Miller. And then you got... Uh, shooters. Kevin Durant. <laughs> then you got Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Man, Gilbert Arenas at a, at a carnival. Man, is he on fire. Then you got Latro Sprewell at four. <laughs> Detma Shrimp. Kyle Corver. Clay Thompson. Stuffer. So, well, that is it for the second edition of Chad. What was this game called? Say it go, by, go by number. Sponsored by who, Justin? Ourselves. Absolutely. Thank now, Steve, you. I'll give you credit. You actually did a lot better this time. Thank you. Yeah. So other than adding, other than who who did he? There was one questionable one. Oh, Tori. Uh, Tori well, Hunt. Look, yeah. number what was that? Number forty-eight. That, that slim pickings there. Okay. Uh, look up number forty-eight. I bet you won't see too many notable names. You'll find I some bet names. I can find one better. Nothing really notable. <laughs> and it was Jimmy Johnson. I mean, Justin. Is there anybody better than Jimmy Johnson in, in terms of that? No, but I bet I can find one better than Tori Hunter. What about Jacob Degrom? What if he has a season under a one ERA? David Robinson. No, no, no. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He did not wear number 48. I'm sorry, I guarantee this is a ranking for... What about the GOAT of 77? You got to do abnormal numbers next time, the Steve. Andre Karolinko? 77, Luca, Or GOAT of 90... AK-47. GOAT of 99 or GOAT of double zero? Gretzky. <laughs> Jay Crowder? 45 is Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> He's a GOAT of two numbers. Hold on. He wore 
23, obviously, and 45. But there was one game where he forgot his other jersey. I don't remember what number it was. It was something weird. Well, someone that was when someone stole his jersey in the right. locker room. What, what number was it that he wore for that one game? I don't remember because the guy tried to sell it, like, recently. Like, not recently. It was, like, it was like, like four. like a 30 number or something. Yeah, like three or four years ago. It's going to be funny because LeBron is going to get his jersey retired in one, two. He's going to get four jerseys retired by the end of his career. Four. He's going to have six in Miami, 23 in 23 Cleveland, Cleveland, 23 in L.A., and then he's going no. to six. Six in L.A. this year. If he wins the okay. finals, probably. This yeah. might be a hot take. As of right now, as of right now, I want to clarify that. LeBron does not deserve to get his number retired with the Lakers. Hold on. What? <laughs> When's the last time the Lakers were relevant until he came? I, Since I Kobe. am sorry. But you want to talk about the impact as a Laker? It does not. In my he won, opinion, a, he won a championship. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't How can it get any better Rick, than that? Rick winning Fox a finals. Won a champion, Rick Fox won a championship with the Lakers with Shaq oh, and Kobe. He's not yeah, the but, best player in the world. Yeah, he wasn't the best player on the team. Oh, I, I, I just, oh I don't see. I don't that's, see, that's a bad take. I, there are so many legends in Laker history. Like Kevin Love is going to get his jersey and, retired, and, and the Kareem's for the finals. And the Magic, the Kobe, Tristan, Tristan Thompson wanted to get his jersey retired in Cleveland, well, and we were debating on it. We were, de- we were debating on you it. You understand Julius what we're Randall talking about? Going to get his jersey retired for sniffing the playoffs for the, the Knicks. <laughs> no but way. LeBron's not going to get his jersey retired no, for winning. No, the look finals. at me. The, the this is this is a bad take. The the historic nature of the Lakers compared to the like the Cavs LeBron is by far the greatest player we will ever have on the Cavs okay by far but in the Lakers LeBron just in my I know he won the championship does Anthony Davis deserve his his uh number up there probably really yeah one championship and look I get it It was a nice championship bubble COVID season okay but like banner worthy like I just, Steve, I that's know. that's the that's the ultimate goal for an NBA team is to win an NBA Finals. And if you're the best player on that team, you can't tell me if you lead your team to an NBA Finals that you don't deserve to get your jersey retired. You're telling me the Clippers wouldn't be hoisting a, a Paul George or a Kawhi banner right now if they would have won for one year? That's Clippers, crazy. Their franchise has stung for that's so crazy. long. Of course they would. It's their We're first going Boston then. What about Tatum? But he hasn't won a championship. But... We're putting him in the shoes of like Le- what LeBron did in LA. No, we're not, because it's not comparable with, with the Celtics. Are they putting a banner up? Yes. I'm saying if he wins a championship in Boston, will they be retiring his jersey? I don't know. In my opinion, because that's a story. Number, that's that. That's a second story franchise behind LA, or maybe tied or better. To retire a number, you have to make a lasting impact in one organization. I don't see a lasting, so, lasting impact with the Lakers. With LeBron. so turning a franchise a a, a Dumpster fire franchise that had a starting lineup of, of, I don't even know who it was. They 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 owned they a record D'Angelo, of like they had like Jordan Hill. Okay. They, had, they owned a record of fifteen wins in one season, and they turned them around. And LeBron came and turned me, turned them around. Like you, that we should be retiring Rob Palinka instead of LeBron. But yes, Rob Palinka should retire. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Genie no, Bus. They should him be retiring. Magic, They're making yeah. him in the, putting him in the banners is like well, unfortunately, Rob Plinka doesn't own a number. I would put his number in, in the Rob banners. Plinka is not LeBron James. I'm just saying, like you're you're talking about all these moves. It was Rob Plinka, not LeBron. But, what moves? You know. Getting LeBron. That's the the domino that led to them. That was getting Rob Plinka's move, not LeBron's. 
But Rob Plinka doesn't have a number to Rob retire. Rob made LeBron go to LA. You can LeBron pick to go to LA. In, in all this glory over LeBron, if you want to talk about enshrining people. Fine, fine. Give contact to the Los Angeles Lakers and tell, get, and tell them, make make a jersey number yeah, for Rob Polinka. I don't Jeff, care what number it is. 40-41, or example. And, and I will be over, double zero. And I will be I will be the first one to stomp to LA and Staples Center and I'll say retire Rob Polinka's jersey. I'm sorry, I forgot LeBron only went to LA because of Rob Polinka. <laughs> I forgot that he he went to the Cavs who had David Blatt. So I it doesn't really matter who's there at the teams he's going. <laughs> It's about that's blasphemous. That's absolutely blasphemous. I, you're just I, you're just pulling stuff out of your head right now, man. That is, that is I, I, one of that's a bad take. Remember, yeah. Chad, Chad, remember, I said as of right now, if he wins another ring, then of course he's made a lasting impact. But one, it's like, and that championship already has an asterisk next to it because it was during a COVID season. Isn't you it? just said it was a good championship like two minutes ago. It was it was a you know, challenging time, but there's an asterisk to it. It's, not it's also this is also a traditional season. This might be this is worse than your last take, which was Jerry Jeter's the most overrated baseball player in the world. Yeah, you are on. That's terrible. Right That's I, terrible. I, That's terrible. I didn't say I didn't say the most. I said one of. Them. Okay. No, you said he's the most overrated baseball player. That's Yankee terrible. history, he's That's, not top three. But top you five. like Adam Dunn, who hits <laughs> like 200 and it hits like bombs. 20 home runs every year, but strikes out 300 times. Bombs. He hits bombs. Okay. That's terrible. That's I'm terrible. Just saying, I, I just, if you want to talk about Laker history, I'm not going to think of LeBron. I'm going to think of Magic and Kobe and Shaq and Kareem and Wilt and Jerry West and, and James Worthy and those boys before I think of LeBron. Okay, let's talk Laker history the last 10 years. Who are you thinking of? Oh. Of course. No. Though you're not going to say LeBron. Oh, wait, who's LeBron? Like, come on. That's absolutely crazy. Tell me people that LeBron has not made a last a lasting impact in for the Los Angeles Lakers in the past three years. You're telling me. You're well, telling me, hold on, if LeBron had never went there, you're telling me they wouldn't be in the lottery right now fighting for the number one pick? That's what I'm saying. If he didn't go there, you're telling me they still would have won a championship. I'm not saying that. I'm not denying that. LeBron doesn't. So how has he not a made a, loss, a lasting but impact in the Los Angeles? There's a championship and then retiring a number. Retiring a number to me as an organization should be that long, long-lasting impact, the, the, the foreverness of being the Laker, to have that dominance as that time as a Laker. And LeBron, I just don't know. Okay, so without Le- LeBron going to the Lakers, nothing that has happened since then okay. ever happens. And I guarantee you, if Shaq doesn't play with the Lakers during Kobe's time at the beginning, Kobe only has one ring. Okay, that's why both so, their numbers are up there. <laughs> yeah, be- obviously, yeah, because of their lasting impact for the Lakers. LeBron they together, okay. like five years. Okay, that's yeah, it. But they made such a lasting impact. They won four out of five. Yeah, and LeBron's already won one out, out of, of what? Two. Three? Three? Three. Three. Yeah. Three. That's not very good numbers so far. Okay, all right. So LeBron, I don't think he's going to win it next year. So LeBron's moving to six next year, which means he's probably not going to revert back to twenty-three unless you know something. Except changes. when he goes back to the Cavs when he's forty. Be, because he wanted to move to six in the beginning of the year and they wouldn't let him. So now he's doing it now. He this wants year. his name in the news. Let's just be honest. Well, listen, no, it's because of the whole Space Jam thing because he was he wants to do that. But anyway, like I was saying, he won't go back to twenty-three. So you right now believe because. He, you know, six for the rest of his career in LA, however long he stays there. You truly believe right now, and we'll end the episode on this. You truly believe that the number 23 in Los Angeles should not be retired to LeBron James? Yes or no? No. Okay. Thank you for listening, guys. As of right now. Thank you for listening, guys. Check.
If he wins three out on three, it only it only James counts if you win two championships with the team. It if he wins matter. two of the if next three, won a championship that would not count. It's not less. If he impact. wins something along the lines of two of the next three, then obviously yes, he will go down. But he'll three. be in six, not twenty-three. Whatever. I'm just saying, LeBron right now, as it sits, should not be retired in Laker history up in, as, the, in the Raptors. I just okay. don't think so. Got it. You have to win two championships with one team. When it comes to that story of a franchise, when it comes to that story of a franchise, I think there should be higher standards than just one title during a COVID season where the season wasn't even traditional. I don't. Did you answer my question though? If Tatum did did, no, if Tatum if Tatum did win a championship in Boston, would his number would his number be retired? That's a tough question. That's a tough question. It's the same thing as LeBron though. No, it's not. Best player on the team plays for a story. Stays with the Celtics his entire career. Plays for a historic team. The the Celtics haven't done anything in ten years. Correct. That's not best, true. They won best, a best, best, best player on the team, storied franchise, one championship. Number retired, yes or no? Tough question. It's a tough question. So how is LeBron's not a tough question? He won a championship, Ray. Tatum hasn't even won a championship yet. There's an asterisk next to, next to that championship. There is. Is there an asterisk around this championship, whoever wins? No, because it's a traditional season. Is it, though? 72 games, they started late. I don't think so. Okay, ten short games versus didn't half have fans season. for half everyone. The season of the year. Everyone's the gonna say oh, everyone. Now we're gonna blame it on no fans. That everyone, was... now listen though. Everyone's gonna say whoever wins, no matter what. Milwaukee had to go against Brooklyn, who was who was never healthy. Oh, Phoenix had to go through LeBron, who was hurt, and AD never played. If, Chad, if if Giannis injuries, injuries, a, injuries. If Giannis wins a title this year, he'll get retired because he's an MVP and. And he wins a title for a team that isn't nearly as storied as the Lakers and Celtics. No, but he didn't win two, so that's not good enough. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. You you, you don't want to listen. That is basically, I mean, don't the, the, gist, listen. the gist listen. of it, the gist I of it. I said for that storied of a franchise, I think there should be higher standards. And for LeBron, it should be two. Jerry West won one championship. Yeah, think about the numbers. A lifelong Laker. His entire career was a Laker. And the numbers he put up, and he was first team all that, and he won a ring. He deserves it. So do you have to be, do you have to, what's the year requirement? How many years do you have to be we were, with? I thought we were ending the show, Chad. I just want to know how many years you have to be with the team before you can get your jersey retired. Look, Chad, I'm talking about. a little checklist you got? Okay. If somebody plays in the NBA for 15 years, I think at least two thirds of their career should be with that team. There's definitely some out there that played for like one or two years that haven't retired. Okay. And then you could look at it and say like, okay, Shaquille O'Neal, he didn't, he's played for like what, 20 seasons, only played for the Lakers for five. But in those five years, he won four championships. If LeBron in his six years, whatever he's a Laker wins three or four, absolutely. But one in an, in a COVID season that was kind of, there's an asterisk next to that championship. I don't think that deserves of a banner. In but he also Raptors. brought them back from the depths of despair. In the Raptors, in the Raptors, I don't believe it. Team was a dumpster fire, and then in he decided the Raptors, to show up in the Raptors. Yeah, that's where his jersey's going to be. People, just I understand they had some down years for the Lakers. Every team goes through down years. Okay, no, but, but they'd on. still be there now. Come on, <laughs> that's Justin, the point. Justin, Justin, listen to me. Would you rather, as a young team, like if the Lakers were just as bad as the Cavs right now, would you rather, as a rookie, want to play for the Lakers or the Cavs? The Lakers. Absolutely. So people will still want to go to the Lakers, even if they were bad. They would eventually turn it around, even without LeBron. The no, Cavs, they wouldn't they, have. They, they were look, at, look at New the York. Cavs need a LeBron in order to change their look franchise. Look at the Knicks. They're look at the Knicks. market team, and they, they sucked all those years. Exactly. 
Yeah, look at they the turn themselves around because people wanted to go play for an the organization. They're not going to get fixed. The Knicks could go out and get a big time free agent right now, even if they had only won eight games. No, they can't. They York. thought they were going to get KD because even years, if it's New didn't. York, it doesn't have to be maybe Kevin Durant, but they could have went out and got Jimmy Butler. They could have signed the contract. And why didn't they? They, didn't, they never offered it to him. That's on the, the owner of the Knicks. That's not really on the city of New That's York. what I'm saying. They're That's on the owner run. of the Knicks. The Lakers could always get a big-time free agent no matter who they want. They no, Cavs, they couldn't because they're yeah. a dumpster fire. No, they could. They, the city of Los Angeles is the appeal, Justin, and the owner is Los, the Los Angeles the Lakers can the now – The Los Angeles Lakers can now attract basically most any free agent or trade player right now because mainly because they have LeBron James. Okay. No, I'm not going to deny that people don't want to play with LeBron. I mean, if you want to go play with LeBron, play with LeBron, obviously. But I'm just saying, in terms of that hypothetical, people will always want to go play for the Lakers, even if they were bad, because it's the Lakers. I just it's don't the bright lights. It's the light. Exactly. I don't think it's that's the true. players want to go play the with Cavs, Marcelo Huertes. You want to go play in cold, crappy Cleveland in the winter? No way. Absolutely I don't. Not. Yeah, I think environment plays a factor into it, but I Absolutely don't think. Does. I don't. I don't think. People ever wanted to play for Los Angeles when they had a 15 win season. If the Lakers, I disagree. I, I the guarantee Lakers, you there were people. If the Lakers who could have signed all these good them. players. Why didn't they? They didn't because nobody way? wanted to play there. They're, Justin, I guarantee you they could have had players if they wanted. Then why didn't So they? the difference between New York and LA franchise wise is just because of the weather. That's the appeal. It, it's the history, it's the tradition, it's the bright lights in the big city. People are more attracted to That's the That's not city New the York. I'm, I'm saying that. People right, want to so go what's play a for New York and LA compared to Cleveland and Milwaukee and all those kind of cities. I'm done having this conversation because you're not going to change my mind. It's just kind of silly that you. And look, I want to put this out here because I said it multiple times. If LeBron wins another championship or he goes on a dominant strain string of uh, a run here, absolutely he can. But you don't understand retire. because he won't be wearing 23 next year. I don't give a crap if he's wearing number 85. I don't care. So if you win the championship it's in his, six, 23 can get retired, correct? His legacy does not deserve right now to be retired in the Raptors. As a Laker, as a Laker. I just feel like it defeats... As a I member like of that, the Heat, as a member of the Cavs, absolutely. I just feel like it defeats the purpose of retiring your jersey if you win it's another champion. If you win a champion... If you win a champion... No, listen, 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 listen. I said it defeats the purpose of hanging your jersey in the Raptors if you win a championship in a different oh. number jersey. And then get your other jersey that you didn't do as much in up in the Raptors. The reason Kobe got retired as eight and twenty-four because he played his entire career as a Laker, had a lasting impact with both of those numbers, and he made it. You know what I mean? Like that—that's the reason. That's the reason. LeBron doesn't get that right. Twenty-four. That's not good enough. (laughs) We're done. We're done. We're done. (laughs) Wrap it up. Got a little frustration. As concluded, as always. Michael Jordan is the best player of all time because he won a <laughs> national championship with North Carolina. And once again, that's not true. All right. That's thank you for watching. He only won one, though, um, so his jersey should not um, be. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, hopefully next week. I think we're going to start. Um, but you can listen to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Uh, for Chad, Steve, and Justin. Uh, you guys have a you guys have a great rest of your night.